Okay, so in case you missed E3 this year, firstly, why would you do that to yourself? I really hope you had a good reason. And secondly, you also may have missed the memo that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is adding a fancy new story creator mode, which will allow players to really get those creative juices flowing. But once you open this tool, you're kind of posed with what is essentially an open-ended rabbit hole of opportunity. I mean, where do you start? I, for one, have pretty much no idea how to craft a good story. I mean, like most, I can be found yelling at my favorite TV shows that, you know, the writing is horrendous, that that makes no sense, but when given the same task myself, I'm not quite sure how I would handle it. Now at least I have a tool where I can test my mettle by creating my own story, and since we work at Ubisoft, why wouldn't I use this opportunity to talk to someone much smarter than me on this exact topic? So today we're chatting to Dan Bingham, a seasoned scriptwriter that has worked on Assassin's Creed, among other things. We'll be chatting about what should be going through your mind before putting your ideas in motion, how to craft a meaningful story with believable characters, situations, and a whole lot more. I really hope you enjoy listening to today's episode as much as I did recording it. My name's Hamish Bode, and this is episode 25 of the Engon Podcast. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Not too bad, actually, at all. Um, so for those that don't know, I'm actually, my name is Hamish. I'm recording from over here at Massive Entertainment in Sweden, and I'm speaking with Dan, who's over in Quebec? Yeah. How- Quebec, Canada. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been working in the studio there? Uh, it'll be three years in October. Wow. Okay. So it's almost three years, yeah. You've been around a little while. Um, for the people yeah, at time home- time flies. Uh, what What is your job? What do you do? And, and how does that help the project? Okay, so I am a scriptwriter. Mm-hmm. So I handle a uh, I handle the dialogues, a lot of the uh, the character development. I write story. Um, I write you know menu text. Anything involving words is pretty much <laughs> in my department. Cool. How did you get into that? Was were you doing games script writing the whole time, or do you bring script writing from other disciplines as well? Yeah, I, I actually come from a stand-up comedy background. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I, I studied script writing in uh, in university. Um, you know, I've always been interested in uh, in media, films, television, interactive media, that type of thing. And I've always been a writer. But um, for about twelve years, I was a stand-up comedian and an actor. Um, and then at a certain point, I wrote a uh, like a one-person play. Uh, and that got me really interested in, I mean, it, it's called a one person play, but you actually need a whole team to bring it together. Mm-hmm. So, um, after about a decade of being like this lone wolf type creator, I discovered how cool it is to work with other people and then decided to go back to school for writing again, but specifically script writing for film and television. Um, and then along the way, I actually discovered gaming as a, as a, probably one of the best places to tell stories, um, one of the most collaborative uh, industries out there. And and yeah, so the next thing you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, applying for jobs in uh, in the gaming industry, and here I am. Perfect. Well, I mean, I, we'll get back to that in just a second, but for those people that don't know, we're talking to Dan because the story creator mode for Assassin's Creed Odyssey has just come out, and we thought it would be pertinent to kind of get some tips from someone who knows how to tell, well, a story, because I feel like <laughs> opening story creator mode, I don't really know where to start. Right. I guess my, my first question kind of starts with how do you feel like creating a narrative through, I guess, the, the lens of a game is different from your previous experience, like a a linear film or book 
uh, applying yeah. a new thinking to games? Where should people start? I mean, think of it as like um, a season of television, you know, like uh, you'll have the, the showrunner who knows where the season's going to start, where it's going to end, and then how each episode is going to develop. It's, it's a little bit similar in games. Like we have, you know, we have Greece, uh, so that's the setting. Um, we've got the time period, which is the Peloponnesian War. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within that, you know, then you, you can kind of let your imagination uh, run a little bit wild. Um, so for someone approaching it for the first time, I guess it can be overwhelming. So um, it, it really helps to choose what area of Greece you're going to be in okay. um, before telling your stories or, you know, just collect whatever stories you have that you want to tell and then maybe jot those down, get some kind of outline going and, um, and maybe start from there. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was going to say, do you feel like it's best to start actually in the software itself or would you w- wind it way back to starting on pen and paper and really sketching out ideas? Well, so maybe, yeah, if you have ideas for stories that you'd like to tell, yeah, of course, get those out on paper. I mean, I, I think any kind of storyteller should just be doing that on a regular basis, you know, to begin with. Like, I always have a notepad where I'm just jotting down any idea I have. Um, And then, you know, um, figure out where in Greece you want to go. You know, like, um, you know, pick an area that you like or, or... a lot of the first steps that I would do when when given an assignment is just do a lot of research first, you know, find out what area of Greece you'd like to work in, find out a history of the place itself, uh, find out its role during the Peloponnesian War, what type of people live there, what are some of the themes of that region, um, and, you know, what kind of gods were popular in that part of Greece, what are some of the myths associated um, with that that area, you know, a lot of that stuff will help to to help you craft your story. Okay, for for a thing like games, which is often non-linear, although I guess you could do that through mm-hmm. through the story in the game. There's yeah. so, so many variables which come into play. I imagine when you're putting together a story like this, mm-hmm. how do people kind of make sense of that? Because it can get very complicated very quickly. <laughs> yes. Are there any kind of tools like a like a pen and paper flowchart or something that would that would help people. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, flow. It's all about flowcharts. <laughs> oh, oh, so I, I'm not completely off base with. No, that. no, not at okay. all. Not at all. Uh, the the more structure and outlining you can have beforehand, the better. I think. Um, you know, because, well, especially if you want to start incorporating branching branching dialogues and branching narrative into your stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you want to kind of lay that down first. So it helps at the very beginning to figure out what type of choices you want to make along the way within your story, you know, okay. like, uh, uh, find out what type of role plays you'd like your characters to have. Um, you know, do you want it to be, is it a romantic story? Um, do you want to throw some romance in there? It, what are the consequences of romancing one character versus another? Um, you know, find out what the what the you know what the gameplay blocks are as well, mm-hmm. and how you can incorporate that. Um, but we we have um, like a list of uh, moral dilemmas also that are that are fun to play with. 
sure. that could that could get a player to to sit and ponder uh, how to how to make this choice and and how it could uh, affect the outcome. Okay, I I could imagine just me sitting down with this tool. If I start yeah. at the start and I, I mm-hmm. have a great great start, like I, I love where I'm at. I I love the, all the research that I've done so far. Right. If I start laying out my story without an end goal, yeah. I feel like I'll probably never finish and overly complicate things. For sure. Do you, would it be safe to say that starting with, you know, here's where I want to start and here's where I want to finish is a, a good starting point? To Absolutely. know the end? Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Again, as much of... Um, as as complete of an outline as you can get in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And again, it, again, for me, it all comes out of research, you know? So find out where you are in Greece, you know, find out what type of area that is, what type of people are there. Is it a, is it in Arcadia, you know, where it's a very, like it's a farming community. Um, and then that will help you figure out what type of characters to have in your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of people are these? And then, you know, once, what, like what, what did they believe in? Were they warriors? Were they farmers? Were they more, um, you know, were they fishermen or, you know, anything like that, that'll help you create the characters. And then from there, you can start to imagine how these different characters would interact with each other. Um, and, and then, yeah, and then you can lay down your, your skeleton structure, your outline, like where you'd like to start, where you'd like to end, mm-hmm. uh, different possible endings that you could come up with. Okay, so I, I I totally I get that. That that makes a lot of sense to me actually, and I I don't think I'm going to sit down with the tool until I actually have a beginning and an end. I'm aware. Yeah, because it's ha- it, it has happened to me before. Because uh, <laughs> I, I think it was George R. R. Martin who described two types of storytellers. You know, yeah. there's the architect, and then there's the gardener. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where the architect plans everything out before, and they build a structure, and then they add the you know the the rest of it as they go. And then you have the gardener who just kind of plants seeds and sees where the story takes them. And I, I've done both. And um, you go the gardener route and you just kind of like just start writing and see where the story takes you, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun and very creative. But then sometimes you can almost write yourself into a trap where you get to a certain ending and you're like, oh, that doesn't really work. And then you have to go back and change you know, and then you start pulling the threads of the story apart. And next thing you know, the whole story just crumbles. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as sometimes laying down the foundation can not seem very creative, but it actually really, really will help you uh, along the way. Because you can move those parts around once you've laid them down. Um, whereas if you've created a story where one line of dialogue absolutely depends on the line before it, you know, then it's it's more it's difficult to make changes after. All right. So, I mean, regardless of what people think about other people's storytelling, I'm sure that you have made some mistakes in your storytelling past that you would like to remedy. And you <laughs> never, probably, <laughs> never. And, and you probably see pe- people making mistakes all the time. And again, it's subjective. So, you know, what we con- what constitutes a mistake is different to everyone. But mm-hmm. what advice would you give to someone um, who's starting out? and what mistakes they could potentially avoid? Hmm. Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know what? Some One of the, the things I've been guilty of uh, at times, and it's just because of you know, the, my, my background of, uh, of, more, of more kind of linear storytelling and, and working strictly with characters, is sometimes I'll forget about the player. <laughs> Uh, which is probably the most important 
person to think about. You know what I mean? So I've always, you know, I try to to write uh, as emotional. I, I try to connect myself to the dialogue as much as possible, drawing from my own life experiences, bringing these characters to life, uh, really fleshing out who they are and what they would sound like and how the story should flow and what is the most compelling way to tell the story. And then at some points I forget that there's someone with a controller in their hands at the end of this and that this is their story. Um, it's not necessarily about the character's journey. It's about the player's journey. Mm-hmm. So balancing that is, uh, has been um, one of the, the biggest learning curves for me as far as this, being a storyteller goes. Mm-hmm. So always keeping in mind, like, where is the player at this point? What have they been through? Um, you know, like I remember at one point I was writing a, in, uh, in Odyssey where... Uh, uh, Cassandra or Alexios are having a conversation with the uh, the Pythia or the Oracle, and um, this is literally the first time, you know. And I, the, so the dialogue between them was very friendly and very amicable. And then our creative director was like, "Look, this is the first person who actually seems like they have answers about this, you know, about this person's family." And the player so far has just been go to do this, go talk to them, and everyone's lying to them, and they're not getting any responses, and the player is going to be very frustrated at this point. So they're going to want answers now. So don't be so friendly. It's okay to get aggressive now because the player is probably also very frustrated at this point. Mm. So keeping the player in mind is uh, is something that I think we should, uh, anyone writing these stories should kind of stick a post-it note on their, on their, on their screen. Yeah, because I imagine it's probably pretty easy to fall into the trap of kind of surprising the player with something that seems entirely irrational. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I know that that kind of pulls me out of any kind of experience when yeah. I feel like, well, that's not believable. Yeah. How, how do you come back and try and put yourselves in the shoes of someone who is larger than life and so removed from, I guess, the normal person? Oof. I mean, I'm huge, so I'm basically Alexios, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, a lot of testing. We, okay. we, a lot of testing is, is what helps, uh, I think, with that, you know. So I think what's going to be cool with the tool, too, is you, you're going to get to play it, you know. So you'll, you'll write it, you'll play it, and you'll get to see how it feels and, uh, and make adjustments accordingly. Which is uh, which is exactly what we do here. You know, we it's we're constantly iterating, we're constantly playing these quests, uh, constantly fine tuning and tweaking, and um, so I think that's going to be a huge advantage. Um, something that you can't always do in, in 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 film or television or anything like that. You know, you don't get to you know watch the final product and then you know go back and change everything. Sure, I, I think that's actually a really good piece of advice for people. This is something that they can share with other players or friends and, and yeah. family. I, that objective feedback, I think, yes. is something that people should not overlook. Oh, absolutely. It must that's, be really... That's, that's another tip is just, you know, be, be open to feedback, hmm. you know, uh, and, and get as many eyes on it as possible, um, as often as possible. Yeah, because I imagine it would be super easy to be too close to it sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That That's another, if you had to, you know another I don't know I don't want to call it a mistake but that's another thing is I get really close to my work you know mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes it's hard to to change something because you're like oh but I created that it's like 
Um, but you have to. Another thing I have posted on my on my screen is a let go because <laughs> sure. um, you can't get too attached. You know, sometimes you, well you have to be open to feedback and and be willing to change and and. Um, we, you know, we want to tell the best story possible, and sometimes you'll never get to the best ending possible unless someone else, you know, pitches ideas, and the two of you, you know, come up with something even better together. Mm. That's why I got into this, you know, industry in the first place, is because I'm I am limited. I am just you know one person, and uh, the more people I can surround myself with, the better the end result will be. Mm-hmm. How important is tension to a story, and what's the best way to kind of add that in? Um, well, yeah, tension is, you know, story is tension. Uh, so you want to be able to create that as often as possible, um, but also remembering that, uh, you know, you got to remember that gameplay is, is there as well, you know? So, you know, you're trying to maybe build towards a climax in your story, but the the climax won't necessarily happen in dialogue the climax will probably be in the game Mm. um so so trying to create tension in your stories and then realizing that you know the ultimate tension will probably be happening you know uh in gameplay sure in terms of your biggest inspirations throughout your career both in gaming and, and before um where would you say you draw most of those inspiration from Oh man, so yeah, I, uh, I I tend to draw it from all sources. Um, I mean, when I first started here, I had just come off of playing uh, The Witcher Three for the first time, you know, and uh, and also playing. Uh, I mean, I played The Last of Us. That was that was definitely a game that got me interested in 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 a in in games as a medium to tell stories because that was that game just blew my mind. Uh, in terms of character development, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and things like definitely like Game of Thrones. I, I draw a lot of inspiration from music, actually, um, especially while I'm writing. So depending on the scene, like, you know, I wrote a scene about you know going bear hunting, and I listened to the soundtrack of The Revenant while uh, <laughs> while <laughs> writing that. Uh, you know, I listened to a lot of you know the Game of Thrones soundtrack while writing some of the more you know action oriented uh, dramatic scenes. Hmm. Um, no, I mean, I'm a we, huge Lord of the Rings fan, so <laughs> yeah, we we laugh about it. But it, I imagine the whole picture and the whole, I guess, sensory experience of the player is something that listening to music while you're creating these things can only help you try and achieve. Absolutely, and and then and consuming as much of of it as possible. Like I, you know, consuming consuming media and anything too, like art, uh, theater. Um, you know, podcasts, anything, anything where, where stories are told and find out how people are doing it well. And then, uh, yeah. Do you incorporating a, into your own, into your own methods. Do you have a favorite author that you keep coming back to? Um, that's a tough one. I mean, right now I'm very much into Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not, uh, I, I discovered him very, very late. Uh, I recently started, uh, you know, uh, I was doing the Neil Gaiman masterclass and, uh, and I really found him interesting. And then I heard a podcast with him as well. And then, so now I've been, you know, I've been kind of, it's all Neil Gaiman for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I would have to say he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what is it about Neil Gaiman that that particularly interests you? Well, I um, the first book I I started reading um, American Gods, which is uh, which is really really fascinating and really I don't know it, it, it's this really complex uh, story that I just I find absolutely fascinating. Um, uh, you know what? I'd have to say his imagination. Uh, his imagination is what interests me the most, you know, because I, I went from American Gods to the Graveyard Book, and that was just unbelievable. Like this guy, um, I, I can't really put my finger on it on 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 what I love. All I know is I just can't put down his books once I've got my hands on them. Yeah, well, that's always a good sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 then Coraline after that. Um, I've always been a huge fan of you know fantasy and, and science fiction and and, and even horror, uh, and he somehow blends all of them together uh, masterfully. Nice. So just just coming back back around to Assassin's Creed, you've mm-hmm. obviously worked on it for three years. Is there any? How does it work from a project perspective? When you sit down and you're given a task, are you tasked with creating a character or a singular storyline or a certain arc? How does how does that work? Um, well, it's a little bit of everything, you know. It's a little bit of all of that. Um, you know, sometimes you're given very specific instruct, like you're given a brief where it's like, we want this uh, theme of quest in this part of Greece with these types of characters. Um, and then other times you're given, you know, uh, a lot more freedom um, where it's like, this is. You know, this is this is where the story is going to happen. This is the type of story we'd like to see happen. Go, go. You know, give us your best. Yeah. Um. I mean, I remember. You know, so I, I worked on um, the the Delos Islands, or or the Silver Islands, as they're called in the game. And this is uh, this is the part of the game that we presented at E three as part of the uh, as our as our you know as our demo. Um, and that was that was a fantastic opportunity. You know, we were given, I mean, basically a, a list of characters. You know, this is where it's happening, and these are the type of stories we want to tell. And, and then, yeah, and then we just had at it, and it was uh, it was incredible. Yeah. What was what was your favorite um, task that you were given for Assassin's Creed? And and can you explain some of the things that people might remember your work from in the game? Oh, I, I'd probably say it was that, you know. Okay. Um, I mean, I got to lot, write, you know, uh, all the Leonidas stuff, which was super fun. Cool. Um, yeah, that was really cool. And um, but the Delos Island specifically was probably the the work I'm most proud of. Me uh, and another writer got to, you know, tell this story where you arrive on this island, and you know, you've got Kyra, this this rebel. And Thaletas, this Spartan soldier who's arrived, and the the two islands are in chaos. Uh, the islands themselves are very fascinating, you know, because you know one of them is the sacred birthplace of Artemis and Apollo. So killing anyone on this island was back in the day it was considered illegal. You weren't allowed, like blood wasn't allowed to touch this sacred gra- ground. Um, so when you're writing an Assassin's Creed game, you're like, well, how do we, <laughs> how, do we how do we incorporate that into a game about you know killing people? Um, 
And so, yeah, we really got to, and then the islands had Socrates on it. It had uh, Barnabas. Uh, it had some woman whose ship crashed on the island, who, and there's a bear that's loose. And then, and then there's this tyrant, Padarches, who rules over the two islands, you know? And then so interweaving all of these characters together, um, you know, and every choice that you would make with each one, would, it would all add up to this party at the end on Mykonos Island, which is also an island known for its parties. Um, so that was just, just great, just a lot of fun. Yeah, what was the the trickiest brief you had, regardless of size? Because I imagine a lot of the things that you get are very diverse in the size of the task. Uh, this mm. is obviously sounds like a pretty big one. Were there any yeah. particular tasks you got that were really hard, and how did you overcome those challenges? Um. Well, I want to say the um, I want to say the Delos Islands again. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, it definitely was the trick. Because you know you you can you can you can romance with both characters, yeah. Uh, and basically, the two of them, like Kyra and Thaletas, already have a pre-existing relationship when you arrive on the island. So it's like, how can you know? How is uh, uh, flirting with one going to affect the other? And how is it all going to come together at the end? And how to make it? How to keep track of all those choices? Um, that was that was definitely challenging. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna go with that. All right. Uh, there's um. So we don't have much time time left, but I wanted to touch Man, on. Man, it flies by. I know, right? A, a couple of other things. So now that story creator mode is out. Yep. Do you foresee yourself or anyone else, or any other storytellers in the office, finally getting a chance to put together a story that they didn't have a chance to get in the game? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. I definitely think so. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to explore that you never got the chance to? Hmm. I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, I like I said, I've spent three years uh, in ancient Greece. Um, so I, maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely um, keep an eye on that because uh, I don't know. I'd be I'd be interested to see how I guess off the wall some of this gets. Yeah, oh, I, I am so curious to see uh, what people are going to be able to come up with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure we're going to see some some really, really great stuff. Yeah, what's the feeling like in the studio right now? Now that I guess submissions will start coming in very soon and you'll be able to start playing through other people's stories. Yeah, oh, it's just a feeling of excitement and anticipation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't wait to, to check it out myself. And I, I'm sure that you guys will celebrate all of those awesome things as well. Sure. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see them. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate oh, it's uh, been my pleasure. chatting to you today. Maybe we should do this again once uh, we can review through some of the <laughs> story mode stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Bye.